I'm glad you chose to join us today. Today's date is December 20, 2020. This is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Merry Christmas. A little uh, housekeeping, we will be receiving communion following the, uh, the sermon. So uh, before you push play, go ahead and get your uh, elements together. The text I'll be reading to you this morning is the traditional uh, Christmas text, Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. And I'll be uh, reading now the NIV version. It goes as follows. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped them in cloths and placed them in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what the Lord had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as had been told. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, today, December 20, 2020, will you use this passage of scripture and these words that you laid on my heart to speak a message that would resonate with each person that hears this message. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. I love uh, telling the story of the gospel writer Luke. <laughs> and it's interesting to note that he's the only writer that gives us specific dates for the events as they relate in world history. Verse 1, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. We know that during uh, this time period, 
Rome, uh, Romans ruled in Palestine. And we also know that Augustus was the first Roman emperor. And it, might, it is also noted that uh, he was one of the greatest rulers of all the Roman Empire ever. He was noted as a good administrator along those lines. Uh, he was fussy about the financial accounting of his empire. Another thing that gets credited to uh, Augustus is that he ended the civil war in the land and brought peace and prosperity through the entire empire. He reigned 27 BC to 14 AD. What do we know about the Roman census? <laughs> we actually can relate to it quite well in America because that's exactly what we were all supposed to do already, already already done. We called it, or you heard it called, Census 2020. <laughs> A Roman census was taken for a population count and to know how much tax to collect. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? The Jewish people, they didn't have to serve in the Roman military, but they could not avoid paying taxes. No one had a choice about participating in the census either. Thus, all returned to their own town to register Joseph went to Bethlehem, a journey of about 70 to 80 miles. Bethlehem was where King David grew up. But God's perfect timing, by God's perfect timing, he accomplished his perfect plan to bring his son into the world, thus fulfilling scripture where it says in Micah 5.2, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be a ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. By Augustus' decree via census, God ushered in his son, even though his parents did not live there, because Joseph and Mary had to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem because Joseph was a direct descendant of King David, thus fulfilling Old Testament prophecies, predicting that the Messiah would be born of David's royal line. The Gospel writer Luke is telling us uh, who this couple is in probably the most simplest terms. The scene did not look like anything we get on our Christmas cards. <laughs> Uh, there was no trees, no Christmas lights, only a place to find shelter in a, a musty, dark cave. The only thing left, and it's the only place where they keep livestock, dark and musty. Because of the census, this little town, Bethlehem, was crowded. Sometime uh, while they were there, Jesus was to be born, and there was no room for them in the end. Jesus delivered, and Mary lovingly wraps Jesus in strips of cloths for warmth and security and places him in a manger on a bed of straw. <laughs> Everything in, in these two verses, six and seven, point to uh, their poverty, even their rejection. The gospel writer gives us a glimpse that the king of kings 
was born into poor, humble conditions and born as a human. In verse 8, Luke transitions us from the stable to where the shepherds are, who are watching their sheep at night. We are starting to get a look at who God is sending his son to. And it is not to what most of us would want or maybe possibly being willing to accept. Jesus, God's son, is born of peasants. And the first people to hear of this news are the shepherds. <laughs> shepherds don't have a good reputation. Uh, they're a dastardly bunch. Among all the occupations, it is noted that shepherding is the lowest. They were outcasts, not even loud, allowed into the, the city, and certainly not trusted, trusted in the general public. For often they were known as thieves. Luke is painting us, the reader, a picture of who Jesus is. Luke gave us this story about a baby being born in a, in a stable and, and heralded to the shepherds because Jesus would come, not to the proud, but to the, or, or the powerful, but to the outcasts, to the humble, those considered least on the social list. In the fields, the shepherds were living in the outdoors away from people. When was the last time you took time in the dark, away from the city lights, just to see the stars? One of my favorite things to do is when it's completely dark, away from this, the city, look up and see all of the stars. Sometimes it's breathtaking. Imagine that scene when all out of nowhere the sky lights up and an angel is speaking. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, cloths, and lying in a manger. After that announcement, a host of angelic beings break out in song. And these guys were actually singing, not like last week. Verse 2.14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. <laughs> no wonder the shepherds were frightened. It's like they're just looking and paying attention and not expecting anything. And all of a sudden an angel appears. And following the angel's appearance, a whole of angels break out in song. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. The baby, the baby they found in the town of David a Savior has been born to them. He is Christ the Lord. This baby was born for a very specific reason. The baby was born to be the Savior of the world. The baby was 
born to take our place on the cross. The baby was born to die. The baby was born to be the sacrificial lamb, which transitions us to what this Jesus did for us on the cross some 2,000 years ago, in which we will honor him in the next segment of our, of our service through receiving the elements of communion. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this is quite a story. It's quite a plan that's a, a fulfilled uh, through Jesus. And it's quite a plan that the one who uh, is born is to take our place, the perfect Lamb of God. So, Father, we receive the elements of communion, remembering not only Christmas Day, the birth of a Savior, but what this Savior did for us on the cross. So, Father, continue to use this time to speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thirty-three years after Jesus was born, Jesus was getting ready to go and die on the cross. He had his twelve disciples together with him. And as they were together, he took a loaf of bread. He lifted the loaf of bread up and he tore it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. That same evening, he took a chalice and he raised it towards heaven. And he said, this is my blood shed for the sins of the world. Take and drink. Bow your heads with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you for what you did for us. You gave us a, a new hope through the birth of a, a baby. You brought this baby to parents that are very uh, in a very humble condition. But the purpose was this baby to grow and to take our place on the cross, the God child. So Father, we say thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. God bless you.